This is the Bartender Journey Podcast. It's the Bartender Journey Podcast number 79. My name is Brian Vincent Weber. Longtime listeners of the show know me by my nickname, Vince. And, uh, but I'm transitioning to so everybody knows who I really am. There you go. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, I guess that's not how things are actually done anymore, but you get the idea. Downloading, listening, streaming, whatever it is you're doing, thanks for doing it. Just want to make a big, quick announcement here. Next week on this very show, Bartender Journey Podcast number 80, next week on the show will be Dushan Zarek, co-founder of Employees Only, star of the Hey Bartender movie, and, well, you know who he is, right? You should know. So please subscribe to Bartender Journey on iTunes if that's how you like to get your podcast. This way you'll get it automatically as soon as it becomes available. All right, so if you've been listening, you know I'm just back from Tales of the Cocktail, and I got to go to a lot of seminars, meet a lot of cool people, including Dushan. That's how I uh, met him, and uh, we set up this interview, but uh, I digress. If you've been listening, you know I spent time there at Tales of the Cocktail and had a uh, media pass, so I got to record all this bunch of seminars and uh, talk to a bunch of people. Uh, some of that content's going to be exclusive to Tales 365 members, which is the Tales of the Cocktail's new um, subscription service, but uh, a lot of it will also be available here after uh, some time passes. Uh, I don't want to explain the whole deal, but you- you'll get some of it uh, here on Bartender Journey as well, but the Tales 365 program is a great deal. You know, it's not just my audio podcast. There's videos of uh, some of the seminars and there's going to be live webinars and special access to um, uh, tastings and distillery tours and things like that. So it's a pretty cool program. You might want to check it out on talesofthecocktail.com or uh, more spe- more specifically talesofthecocktail.com slash 365. So I thought this week I would talk about one of the great seminars I attended at Tales of the Cocktail. It was called For-Profit Consumer Education And the idea here is by educating your guests, uh, you can increase your profits and uh, make it more fun for everybody or your guests learn something and you gain some uh, trust and uh, brand loyalty from uh, educating them. So it was, uh, yeah, a really good seminar. Sean Frederick from Citizen Public House in Boston was was, uh, one of the presenters. Andrew Friedman from Liberty Bar and Good Citizen in Seattle. And Pamela Witznitzer from uh, Dead Rabbit in New York City. And the moderator was Audrey Fort. Fascinating. Uh, I'll just go through some of my notes that I made at the seminar. At the seminar, they served us a great cocktail, which I had never had before, a Toreador cocktail, which was tequila, apricot liqueur, and lime. So basically a uh, riff on a margarita. Something fun to try. I've been meaning to uh, whip one of those up at the bar and and see how people react to that. I think that's, that's a fun idea. So first on my list here is um, dead rabbit profitability ideas. Their big thing is uh, they serve punch. Well, one of their big things. And uh, they'll serve a big bowl of punch, which is good for like eight people or whatever. And that's, uh, of course, an alternative to bottle service. But you're making up a nice delicious punch or a uh, basically a big cocktail that uh, that you can serve to a bunch of people and it's of course that's a pretty big ticket item but what they might do when you sit down is give you a little taste as you sit down uh, amuse bouche is the uh, French word uh, when you sit down at a restaurant and they give you just a little taste of something for free that's the idea here you're giving giving them a little taste for free and they'll be like what's that that's good oh well that's a punch uh, we can make one for your whole table and, of course, it's going to be $200 or something, whatever it is. I thought that was a cool idea. The Dead Rabbit is also happy to sell you a copy of their cocktail menu for $50. Not that every bar can do that, but it gets you thinking, you know, like what else can we sell here besides drinks and food? 
So here's a list of 15 things I wrote down to increase profitability and educate the guests. They, uh, at the seminar there, they also served us uh, three different gin and tonics, and uh, they were all great. Um, different gins, obviously, and three different tonics. So uh, the idea was presented, why not sell a tonic water upgrade? You know, yeah, maybe you got maybe you serve tonic normally out of a gun, but uh, why not stock a few little bottles of something that's good and better <laughs> and uh, serve that as an upsell? You know, you, you upsell on the liquor, why not sell on the mixer too? That was an awesome idea. The next was uh, about showmanship, and uh, they said showmanship makes the experience more memorable, uh, plus it makes the drink worth more or uh, gives more value to the drink. They said the same drink without the show has less value and, uh, of course, less profit margin as well. So whether it's uh, fire, you probably want to stay away from that one. That's always a tricky one. Or uh, you know, garnishes, fancy glasses, uh, use your imagination, whatever it is, um, same drink, with a show or great presentation is has more value to the guest, has more profit for the bar. Number three on my list, one of the presenters talked about at his bar, they acquired some Pappy Van Winkle, which is a very, very hard to find and very sought after bourbon. So they acquired some and they said rather than just sell, you know, a shot for, uh, you know, 50 bucks or whatever they can get for it, uh, they make a whole event out of it, and I think it was just, if I remember correctly, just one night a week, you can get it, and it comes in what they call a pappy meal. <laughs> it's, you know, pappy's bourbon. They call it a pappy meal, and it's uh, in a little box. You get uh, two ounces of the of the bourbon, and they, they've decanted it into smaller bottles, and uh, you get some uh, snacks with that, a homemade beef jerky, tasting notes, and you get a glass that you can take with you, and uh, instead of selling the shot for 50, they're selling this whole deal for uh, I think it was 95 or something so and people come looking for it and uh, they have no problem moving this item the point was brought up that that is not legal in all states to uh, decant that into a different bottle so uh, just watch out for that but man what a great idea for a sought-after profit uh, product to uh, basically double the profit margins and uh, people love it it's an experience and they'll uh, they'll remember it and they'll tell their friends Number four, uh, slushy machines. Maybe they're making a comeback. Uh, if you put high-quality stuff in there rather than just the junky stuff that uh, we're used to out of those slushy machines, uh, that has some value as well. It, you know, especially summertime at an outside bar, it can be a great thing. It can be delicious. Uh, some of the downsides of that were you have to consider the shelf space that it takes up and the shelf life of the stuff. You know, you that that stuff can't stay in there forever, and uh, you're gonna you're gonna uh, you're gonna lose some inventory um, into that machine. And then they said, uh, so you better be selling a lot of it. But somebody in the audience said, uh, you know, what we do at the end of the night, we package what's left, put it in, the, in a uh, sort of a uh, what do you call it, like a almost like a juice box or, ju you know, you ever see those juice bags uh, instead of a box? And uh, anyway, some kind of bag that a straw can fit in. And uh, they put it in the freezer and they sell them as, uh, you know, adult ice pops. And that, that was, everybody in the audience was very impressed with that. That was a great idea um, and a great way to uh, make a profit where it would normally be a loss. At a high-end club or a um, restaurant even, high-end bar, uh, alternative to bottle service, is a martini cart or other um, or other cart 
that's a very fancy service that you'd see in a, in a restaurant, a French restaurant or something. If you've ever seen a, somebody make a, a, a Caesar salad at your table uh, on a cart, that kind of thing, or uh, even a liquor car, a liqueur cart at a wedding or something like that. That's the idea here. So you get a cart you can bring to the table, uh, whatever it is, all the fixings for eight martinis or whatever it is. So that, um, But the idea is you, you use that cart. It's, it makes a great presentation and makes a great profit. Next is um, the new category of uh, bottled or tapped cocktails. So uh, you can retrofit or you can um, set up a tap to serve cocktails, and uh, that's a whole discussion in itself. Or it can be bottled and um, either individual bottles or, or, uh, or a full bottle and served out of the bottle. But um, the, the points where uh, these are good for high-volume places, they're also good for bars that want to get into the craft cocktail scene, uh, but they're not sure how much is going to move. And um, they're also not sure that their bartenders will be able to produce them quickly and consistently. So uh, this is a great way, whether it's tap or bottle, to uh, make sure they're consistent. They're the same every time, and um, and they and they'll come out quick that way. Of course, you know you're not spending time mixing them to, mixing them uh, to order. But then the point was brought up there. There should be a reason why you're doing these things, not just because you can. One example was Fernet Branca on tap, which uh, is, of course, very popular with uh, within the bartending and, and service community, Fernet Branca. And uh, so that that statement uh, that we have this on, we have Fernet Branca on tap, it says this place is for the industry. And uh, this is, you know, where the cool people go. But, you know, other people will catch on and want to feel like part of the crowd. So uh, that that's a fun way to... Uh, to bring in a certain demographic and then also to uh, rope other people into feeling like they're part of the in crowd and, and uh, they're getting some value and, and they're, you know, the cool people. And the, the point was brought up that um, the brand reps will help you set up this kind of thing. One, you know, one, the, the bar that um, said they put in the front of Bronca on tap, the, uh, their, their rep help them pay for the equipment and uh, to advertise it and uh, or promote it. And uh, they made a tap handle out of an old Fernet Branca bottle or something, and um, they look really cool. And they, uh, the liquor company paid a big portion of the, of the cost for it. The n- next on the list, number eight, is flights. Now, flights, uh, as you probably know, are a series of, let's say, three drinks uh, that are small that will probably add up to about one normal-sized drink. And uh, but they're they're different things. So uh, you see that in, in wine bars a lot. You get a flight of three different wines that are similar, um, but uh, progressively getting uh, more complex or better, let's say. But uh, you can make a flight with anything. Like I said, at the seminar, they served us three gin and tonics that were all different. So that's a flight, three gin and tonics. And uh, oh, and then the point was you have three different drinks, right? The price of this is now going to be based on the most expensive drink. <laughs> the, most, the, the most expensive of the three, uh, that's how you base the price. And it's funny, on, on the way home, uh, we had a layover in Dallas, and uh, my wife and I stopped in a wine bar that was in the airport uh, while we were waiting for the plane, and I said, well, let me try a flight, a wine flight, you know? And um, so I ordered the flight, and I get three little tastes, and it was, you know, it was like 18 bucks or something. And then she just ordered a, uh, a glass of, or just one regular old plain glass of wine, you know? And it was like nine bucks, you know? And I'm looking at her, and I'm looking at mine. I'm going. I think you got more wine in your one glass than I have in my, in my three, and it costs twice as much. But hey, that's uh, that's the trick. That's the presentation. It, mine came with tasting notes for each glass of wine. Told you about where it was made, um, the flavors you might taste, and uh, you know it was fun. 
but uh, it was profitable for the bar too. So hey, good for both of us, I guess, right? Except for my wallet. But the uh, the guy working there at the at the wine bar, he knew all about all the different wines. He was very knowledgeable, and that was brought up too at the seminar. That that's uh, an important part of all this is that uh, the staff be educated and know what it is they're serving. Because you know now you're serving them three different things, and you're gonna have three times as many questions about, about what the what the people are consuming, right? But uh, going back to flights, I mean, it could be all kinds of different things. I think uh, somebody said something about um, it could be vodka. It could be a vodka tasting. Or did I think of that on my own? Uh, it could be a vodka tasting, you know, because people are always, you know, very particular about which vodka they you know, they want, you know. But could they pick it out of a blind tasting? So what if you served them three different vodkas? You don't tell them which is which. And then uh, ask them to, um, you know, name number one is whatever, number two is whatever. And if they get all three right, they can get some kind of prize. <laughs> that was a fun idea. But. But uh, again, it could be uh, the flights could be margaritas, they could, which could be batched ahead of time. You can make three different types uh, ahead of time in like in a, in a bottle, like I was saying before, and that'll be quick to serve. Gives people something to talk about and something to do while they're uh, sitting at the bar drinking, right? So like I was saying before, uh, I wrote down here, flights, education is an important part. Bartender or server has to know his stuff inside and out. You know, you don't want to look like a dummy. You're serving people three three different drinks. Um, you got to know what they're all. What's you got to know all about them, all three of them. Now, the next idea I loved. One of the presenters talked about whiskey of the week punch cards. So it's a punch card. You know, like you get in Subway or something, where you you know if you get if you go to a certain amount of, of uh, the tastings, and they did all of these. They always did it on a Monday. I said, oh, I bet there's a reason to do it on Monday, right? It's the slowest night of the week. So, uh, but it brings people in with their punch card. They they want to taste the new whiskey. If they go through enough of the tastings, they can um, they, they can get a prize too, or they can get a uh, whatever you want to give them a certificate, whatever. Use your imagination there too. But um, he also talked about at the taste at this at the Monday night tasting, he would present three whiskeys, three tastings, three small. Um, Servings of whiskey, different types, and of course you get um, tasting notes and place to make your own notes and that kind of thing. But it was served on a little um, wooden board with a cutout for each glass, uh, where it sat perfectly inside that in, in the piece of wood, and um, then branded like you know, like branded with a hot iron or whatever was the bar's name, and uh, it, it was a great, great, really impressive presentation, and. He's like, people will tweet that shit and Facebook, it. <laughs> they'll take pictures of it and do all your advertising for you because, you know, it's such a nice presentation. People just uh, tell their friends and they tell their friends on social media, uh, look at this, look at what I did, you know, and, and now uh, you're creating uh, a buzz. You're creating uh, viral marketing, right? Somebody from the audience brought up that she's doing whiskey education for women, uh, a class uh, once a month in her bar was in Orlando. I thought that was a cool idea, you know. Um, sometimes women are, um, what shall we say, intimidated, is that the right word, by whiskey. And uh, here's a way to educate them, bring them in, and, um, uh, you know, make it all more accessible to, to the people that didn't know anything about it before. So, uh, you know, again, it's just the whole point of this thing. Like I was saying, it's education for profit. So you're, you're educating the people and uh, in order to profit from it. But everybody benefits. The term mini cocktails was uh, tossed out there, which um, 
I think maybe it's just a, another word for flight. Maybe you want to serve three mini cocktails or maybe you just want to serve one so people can try something new without a big um, cost or risk to themselves, you know, so that you can try uh, whatever, a Negroni. They never tried it before. Hey, here's a mini one. You know, it's only five bucks. Uh, give it a try. See if you like it. If you don't like it, no big deal. You talked about the training again and uh, – they said the the liquor reps are just dying to train your staff. Uh, they they want to bring you bottles. <laughs> They'll bring you free bottles and uh, train your staff. And it's all about the long term for the for the brands. You know they're not they're not looking at the short term. They're looking at the long haul. And then uh, they said the training is for everybody uh, from barbacks on up. And uh, training trainings again that that's another thing that was talked about a lot in this class. And um, it doesn't have to be by the reps, but uh, a weekly staff meeting should have a training component. And the, the successful bars uh, and restaurants do that. Train, they train their staff so they're always learning. And I, th- I think it just helps morale. People feel like they're, they're, um, the staff feels like they're learning, they're expanding, they're uh, bettering themselves. And it, it's a great thing. Uh, and, the, you know, the, the great bars do it and the bad bars never do it. And one more thing, um, you can do a food cocktail pairing menu. And this is um, it's a great upsell. Uh, people are looking for a nice cocktail. They get a nice little uh, taste of food with it, and um, that's, that's a good profit item. Printed menu will help with this. This way you're not relying on the, on the servers or bartenders to have all of that in their head. At least uh, the, the guest has – of course, they should know about it, but at least the guest has a, a reference in front of them. And uh, they say this, this cocktail will go great with this food, and why not? You know, Maybe they just came in for a drink and they decided to have some food as well based on that menu. Awesome idea. So it's all about education, bettering your staff, and bettering your guests. So uh, we'll wrap it up for this week. It's Bartender Journey. And uh, remember, my name is Brian Vincent Weber. You can find me on email at vince.bartender at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at barkeeptips. Remember our website, bartenderjourney.net. Hey, we're on Stitcher Radio now. So if you like to get your podcast that way, you can do that. And, uh, of course, you can subscribe on iTunes. Please do that if you get your podcast via iTunes. Uh, We'd really appreciate it if you subscribe. Write us a review. We appreciate that very much. Give us some stars. Uh, Five stars is the most you can give. I'm not telling you how many to give. I'm just telling you five is the most. But it really helps us out, honestly, that uh, if you just take a couple of minutes to go to iTunes and and, uh, find our show and review us and give us some stars. We really appreciate it. And remember, next week on this very program, I'll be interviewing Dushan Zarek, what I'm anticipating to be a an epic interview. This is a guy that knows the bar business inside and out, and he knows how to make a pretty damn good drink, too, which I was lucky enough to experience down in New Orleans. All right, that'll do it for this week. Thanks for tuning in or downloading or streaming. Whatever it is, I'm glad you listened. Thanks for listening to the Bartender Journey podcast. For more info, check out bartenderjourney.net.